1: Rob McCarron. Should
0: we begin with the puking or should we begin with the
1: topics that will change the face of WWE forever? Jeff Hawkins. We are not here to talk about Curtis Hughes. You're
0: listening to Shake Them Ropes with Robin McCarron and Jeff Hawkins.
1: Nobody's listening
2: for Hockey Talk. This week is the Elimination Chamber. WWE eliminates the script for Raw. It eliminates brand-centric pay-per-views, it eliminates the cruise for Apollo, and was Johnny Wrestling's NXT career eliminated. Hi, this is Shake Them Ropes. I'm S <laughs> Jeff Hawkins. With me as always, Rob McCarron. Rob, what's the best thing you saw in WWE this week?
1: Hmm, interesting. It was the opening of Raw, which was also the first two hours of Raw, which was the Raw Gauntlet match, which came out of nowhere, to become what was most likely the best match in WWE this year so far, and very well could be by the end.
2: Huh? Okay, it's a it's a good choice. How are you hawing
1: uh... that? How are you hawing that? There is nothing to me that can even come close. Well, I guess there's one thing. All right, and maybe this is the answer you're going to give. So you give your answer. And we'll I, see if I, that's what I'm assuming.
2: I'm not highing the choice.
1: I'm okay. hying
2: the best match in WWE this year.
1: History. You know what? History. Best History. match ever. <laughs> <laughs> best match this me. year. So far. I, what's been better so far this year? I mean, the Royal Rumble matches were great, I thought. But, uh, you know, I as a whole match, that the Seth Rollins performance in the first hour and 15 minutes was just insane.
2: Well, since we taped early last week, I could technically choose Gulak and Nice. But yeah, I really— really enjoyed Mustafa Ali and Jack Gallagher. Yeah. I I did. I I think 205, uh, you know what? They're waking up the crowds. I just wish the crowds would come around a little bit quicker. I wish they'd be a little bit louder for these guys because these
1: matches, I'm loving this show really a lot. Um, Well, maybe by WrestleMania, they'll be there. Yeah, maybe. 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 Maybe maybe they will be. Yeah, I I, I don't. uh, I mean... 205 Live, it's the first round of the tournament. As good of a match as it can be, it wasn't important. Now, that that brings me to this raw gauntlet. Was the match important? No. Why not? Um,
2: Hold on. I'll say that with one reservation. Mm -hmm. I think it did a great job of building up Seth Rollins for something down the road. Okay. But it didn't make sense. And that was part of my problem with it as I'm watching it, because there were no stakes to it. Why would you enter this kind of a match 6 days away from a career threatening match for the biggest title to be on the biggest show why and and especially that last match between Miz and Braun Strowman. Why doesn't Miz just verbally tap as soon as Braun's music hits, runs away, gets the heel heat, whatever. You know, I, I I I liked the match. I was entertained by it. I wish people would read my tweets when I say that instead of jumping down my throat, why are you always pissing on stuff? No, I said I'm being very entertained by this match. I'm just saying from a storyline perspective and a logic perspective, if you invest some some brains in this product, which I tend to do because I like stuff that challenges me. It doesn't make sense to have this kind of match right now with no stakes.
1: I mean, I guess the stakes are momentum, right? Those are are the big stakes.
2: Momentum Momentum headed into. But I'll give you an example. If this had been for the last person out of the tide uh, of the pod, Uh uh-huh in the elimination chamber that would have made sense yeah
1: or even uh you won't be one of the first three if you there you
2: go i will take that i would have taken that as 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 something as a brass ring to go for as to why you would kill yourself in a gauntlet match yes i will take that it's interesting too
1: because they had two storyline matches leading up to this pay-per-view Where you would be the first one in or where you would be the last person in a pod. Why not go for the gauntlet of all three in this gauntlet? Like uh, this one is going to be you won't be one of the first three now that it's a seven man. So there's there's some reason there. Uh, You basically get the odds. You won't be one of the first three. Maybe you'll be the first one out of the pods. Maybe you'll be the second to last one out of the pods. Uh, They could have done something uh, super like that. But in storyline, I mean, you're also a professional wrestler, right? I mean, you're in this match. We're booking this match to kind of see, to give the fans a preview of the big elimination chamber. Yeah, there's no stakes. Like, there's nothing on the line except for victory. It's your job. You're a wrestler. You have to wrestle on this show. Why would you uh, go all out like Seth Rollins did? Because Seth Rollins is a badass, and he's crazy, and he's insane. He wants to burn the place down, so he was going to burn it down by winning the entire match, starting off as number one. That's what he was going to do. Eh, I, you know, you can. This is my gimmick on the show, right? Is to create these storylines after the I'm, fact I'm, for WWE. And that's yes, what you're I'm, doing I'm, there.
2: I'm I'm allowing you to take your backhoe and, and dig it and dig and dig. And mm-hmm. you almost have enough for a swimming pool here.
1: Yeah, it's about time. Um, <laughs> you know, it got up to 60 degrees here the other day and then back down to 35 today. So uh, is it still in the 80s over there in L.A.? Or are you cold right it, now? It,
2: it is in the uh, high sixties, low seventies. It's quite
1: temperate. It's comfortable, mm-hmm. comfortable if you will. Well, that's good. That's good for you, sir. Um, yeah, I got a lot
2: going on. That's good for me, like my number one Virginia Cavaliers.
1: Yeah, they who are. just
2: won tonight? Did they now? Hopefully, hopefully the U.S. Women's Hockey Team wins tonight too. So I can be happy about that.
1: Oh that's right, uh the gold medal game in the Olympics. You watch any of the Olympics? Like are you actually watching any of the events? You know obviously what's going on with the women's hockey team. Are you watching anything?
2: I, yeah, no, I DVR quite a bit of it cuz uh I'm at work, but I li- I love the Winter Olympics. I am a huge Winter Olympics fan. I don't I Me don't too. know if you remember I don't know if you remember this, but mm-hmm. uh 2 years ago in January, I went up to Park City, Utah uh for a vacation for a bit. And I actually rode on the bobsled track while I was out there, oh, yeah. and that was that was a blast. That was a lot of fun. No, I love, I love the Winter Olympics more than the Summer Olympics. I like all the events. I'll, wa- I'll watch all of it. I, the X Games stuff is a little, eh, for me, but I like the classics. Man, I like the biathlon. I like you know ski jump. I like the I like all forms of speed skating. Uh, you know the hockey.
1: I like the speed skating. It, it, See, that's different to me because uh, I just got done watching as we record this episode. This is Shake Them Ropes episode two, uh, what fifty five, I believe, two fifty five. Uh, yes. Here we are. Follow us on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes. at crap game thirteen on Voices of Wrestling, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio everywhere. Um, I just got done watching the women's big air. I'm into I'm into these snowboarding events, man. I think this thing is the first year for big air. Been watching the slope style. The snowboard cross is always exciting. I'm into, uh, I like the Winter Olympics better myself uh, than the Summer Olympics as well. Uh, I love the short track speed skating. I've been watching the team pursuit the last couple of days. I'm a big uh, Winter Olympics fan. Jumping on the bandwagon. I like it. Curling's fun too, but
2: it's become, you know what? It's become too, too much of a, oh my God, it's so, you know, too hipstery for me. And I just, you know, it's, you know, it's okay. It's ice bocce.
1: I was at the bar the other day watching the curling. Like I was intently watching it. I did and, that in uh,
2: 2008 I, when the when, when I think it was MSNBC used to have late night curling. Yeah, it was they, on at like 11 o'clock and everybody at the bar would just drink and cheer.
1: Right. And they still do that, I think. But now with it, uh, it's like the first Olympics where you can stream literally every event live online. So I don't really care what channel the events are on anymore. Uh, I believe they show the curling in the hockey like in its entirety overnight. But I'm not I'm not watching that overnight. But uh, yeah, the curling will be on and it's a 2 week event that's what gets me about the uh, the curling in the olympics is because it goes the entire span of the olympics like they're still playing curling and i don't even think they're anywhere close to a gold medal game like at this point i think everyone's forgotten that there are medals at stake it's just like we're playing curling for 2 weeks mm-hmm. and i was at the uh, i was at this bar and everyone at the bar is shitting on curling like this is boring this is the worst sport why is it on every tv and i'm just like man just who cares it's on for 2 weeks every 4 years just let people watch their curling um the
2: the only thing that really takes me out of the Olympics are these kind of the and, and I admire the style of it, but as an Olympic event, you know, these half pipe snowboarding and you know the uh the other types of things where you have these 17-year-old punk kids who do this for fun and don't seem to really be olympic athletes rather than kids who were on a playground one day and were very good at this and came in and oh look man I'm a gold medalist you know that's that's the kind, you know as opposed to like these uh you know someone like Lindsey Vonn who is absolutely nuts going down a mountain of ice you know there's a there's a slight difference in skill and athleticism there in my opinion although both are very athletic
1: they are straight up going 80 miles an hour down a mountain of ice it is Mm -hmm. absolutely crazy and that has been the first ever edition of shake them rings we'll be back with more shake them (laughs) Rose. yes it may be the end of the winter olympics this year but don't worry baseball season's coming It's also the start of summer concert season. We know that buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated and confusing, but there is a better way to buy. We've been telling you about it for weeks here on Shake Them Ropes. You gotta try SeatGeek. They are the smartest, easiest way to get your tickets to every type of live event. SeatGeek saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals and... To get you the most bang for your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Get your tickets now. WrestleMania is coming up. Get that ticket to your baseball game you want to take yourself and your family to. Find out the best summer concerts. Hey, Weezer's on tour this summer. Radiohead just announced a tour. Elton John's going on his final tour over the next three years. You can get the tickets that you want at Seat Geek. Jeff and I used Seat Geek for our tickets to Royal Rumble last month. Now's the time for you out there, all the Shake Dumb Ropes listeners, to try Seat Geek. Best of all, right now, our listeners to this show get $20 off your first Seat Geek purchase. Just download the Seat Geek app and enter promo code STR today. That's promo code STR for $20 off your first Seat Geek purchase.
2: You want to hear something random just
1: as a coda? I would like to hear something random just as a coda, Obushi.
2: I know far too much about the 98 Nagano women's Olympic ice hockey team, but that's why I'm rooting for the, uh, this team so hard as well. But did you uh, know, now continue.
1: Did you know WWE employs a person who is an Olympic gold medalist?
2: <laughs> yes, yes, they do.
1: His name is Curtis W. Engel. Um, Jeff Jarrett is going in the Hall of Fame.
2: Yeah, I I thought about you when I heard this news.
1: Let me tell you something about this Jeff Jarrett guy, all right? Jeff Jarrett, former guest on Shake Them Ropes, I believe twice. Yes. All right, I got I I got the cell phone number.
2: You wouldn't let me talk to him, as I recall, but continue. I got,
1: in, I got in the texting with Jeff Jarrett, but now, this guy, ever since getting into the WWE Hall of Fame, the big head on this one won't return any of my texts. Did you try? Of course I did. Okay. Did the old congratulations happy for you. When can you come back on the show?
2: <laughs> um, I'll, I'll give you this. Uh, what's your favorite Jeff Jarrett? Uh, let's say era.
1: Jeff Jarrett era
2: or, or, or his favorite bit or his favorite program or whatever. Was it since, since he is, he is your favorite wrestler or he was at one
1: time. Oh, he's what got me into WWF. Yeah. Maybe not what got me into it, but, uh, the first raw I ever saw was the night that Jeff Jarrett made his return uh, to WWF and cut that Eric Bischoff promo on TV. Mm-hmm. That was my first, uh, so I, you know, long hair Jeff Jarrett um, doing the NWA stuff, doing the Jim Cornette stuff. Eventually gets his head shaved, and then he's Intercontinental Champion Jeff Jarrett, right? And I had seen long hair Jeff Jarrett. I loved long hair Jeff Jarrett. This guy was involved in the Deborah Steve McMichael Goldberg feud, of all things. My favorite timeline of Jeff Jarrett is early 1997 until the end of WCW in 2001. That's my favorite timeline of Jeff Jarrett. The five-year period, the golden age of Jeff Jarrett. Goes on to TNA, headliner, wrestling every guy. What was funny about Jeff Jarrett and TNA is obviously his dad started the promotion. He basically runs the promotion, right? Whenever a WWF guy would come into TNA, always programmed with Jeff Jarrett. Mm -hmm. Like Raven's coming in. Oh, that'll be your match. Raven and Jeff Jarrett. D'Lo Brown's coming in. Scott Hall's coming in. Kevin Nash is coming in. Jeff Jarrett gets them all. DDP coming in. Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett wrestled everybody. But that timeline was so crazy from WCW to WWF because he went from WCW to WWF uh, and then back. And then the uh, obviously everyone knows the final nitro when Vince McMahon basically (laughs) fired him on national television. I just love that time period of Jeff Jarrett. He uh, he was the first one on screen when I watched Raw. I was like, holy shit, this is cool. I was just watching this guy for the last year on WCW. He was involved seemingly in all the top things. He's one of those. He's like a Miz, right? Where Miz is so clearly this mid Carter on the show. But how come he's always involved with the main eventers and feels like an equal to them many, many times? I mean, outside of the ring, he was no Miz. The Miz is incredible. But Jeff Yard inside the ring was that mid-carter who always seemed like he was involved with the big boys and could hang. And then, of course, WCW at the end put him in the main events when he really didn't belong. Uh, but that's kind of who I equate him to in ring is he's kind of a Miz to me. He's just always there at the top, but you don't know how.
2: I am a fan of mixed martial arts expert, Jeff Jarrett. MMA Um, enthusiast, Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. MMA enthusiast. Uh, I would go so far as if they ever needed a third member of the shield again, I would rather have Jeff Jarrett and Kurt Angle. Well, that third member,
1: do you you believe (laughs) that everyone's on the same page now with this Kurt Angle thing? Uh, Kurt Angle shouldn't have been in the ring. Kurt Angle won't be in the ring. I mean, he's not going to have a match at WrestleMania. When I think everyone like when, when Kurt Angle came back, for that six-man tag, and then he wrestled in the the 10-man tag with Raw versus SmackDown. People have thought, okay, this is it. Kurt Angle's back. He's going to be in the big matches. What is he going to do at WrestleMania? He's not going to wrestle at WrestleMania because Kurt Angle shouldn't be in the ring. This guy's more broken down than Matt Hardy, and Matt Hardy shouldn't be in the ring anymore. Like, it's not happening. Do you even see Kurt Angle wrestling at any point this year for WWE unless it is a last-minute injury replacement?
2: I see a possible at Mania, but other than that, no.
1: Did you say Apollo?
2: (laughs) No, but let's go into that.
1: Apollo has no last name anymore. As we run down the news. This is
2: so dumb. This is dumb, Rob. It's one of two things for Vince McMahon. Okay, give the story and then I'll give my analysis. That's the best way to do this.
1: Well, I don't even know if this is the real story, but it certainly makes sense the purported story though. for right wing nut Vince McMahon to hear, you know, he's watching Fox news all the time. Whenever he's got his free minute, he's watching his Fox news. He's looking at the, uh, looking at the, uh, Parkland shooting, which very unfortunate event, but the shooter, his last name is Cruz. And boy, oh boy, we have a guy on our roster with the last name of Cruz. You know what? Dump it. He's Apollo. Now he's just Apollo, uh, drop the last name. So, uh, the purported story is Vince McMahon did not want the name Cruz on television anymore, uh, because it's too close of a connotation to the Parkland school shooter.
2: Now this is dumb for one of two reasons. Either he thinks he's afraid of heat from people who might be watching and think that we're so dumb that we'd connect the two things. Or he's virtue signaling and going, Oh man, I care so much that I'm gonna drop the name of a character because it's so close to this shooter's name. They're, they're don't. Uh, it, it just it frustrates me that this line of thinking exists. That that they would really <laughs> either fear heat from this or think we're stupid. I I don't I don't get it. I I think it's dumb.
1: Which one of those two do you believe it is? If it is only one of those two.
2: If it's only one of those two. I think he honestly. Thinks he's being respectful by doing it.
1: Okay. I could, I could I, see that. Like, hey, we're we're not going to have this name on television. This was a horrible thing. Um, selfishly, he's probably saying I don't want that name on TV because it, yes. you know, we could yes. get the confusion. Not even confusion, because what you look at Apollo and you look at the school shooter Uh, The last names aren't spelled the same. Cruz is not a, uh, you know, that uncommon of a name out there. I don't know. It seems overly, uh, overly produced, overly. uh, I mean, this is is a bit of a stretch.
2: It's paranoid is what it is. It's absolute paranoia.
1: Now, can we talk about the real problem?
2: We could call him Apollo one. Oh, go ahead. Sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just take Titus, his last name away, too. Titus and Apollo, we're pushing the tag team. We're going to have a tag team title shot. We're going to push this team, repackage them both as Titus and Apollo. Instead, it's they, Apollo they and Titus O'Neill, And the O'Neill is the one that really should go. Who cares? Titus and Apollo. Okay.
2: Well, you know what? I I don't mind. that. I just... I like having real names as opposed to these stage names, right? Type things or these one-name things. Oh, I mean, I especially when you've built them up. I mean, I it, it because they do it for marketing.
1: Well, that, so that and it's rare. I mean, you have the Goldbergs of the world, but in WWE land, it's very difficult to have just one name and be a main eventer. Yeah, The Rock is still The Rock. It's not just Rock. It's two names. Asuka. Count it.
2: Oscar's pretty much the only well, one right now who I, I, can yeah. pull that off.
1: I, I think in the women's division, it might be a little bit different, um, and maybe not so much. Oscar's pulling it off, but Oscar's also more like uh, like Goldberg pulled it off, obviously because well, they, well, they just, call her
2: Char- well, they call her Charlotte Flair. Now, she's ca- so. Charlotte Flair,
1: yeah, they gave her a name. Like you don't you usually see that. You don't see them amending and adding Bailey, but Bailey's
2: such a central character that she doesn't need a last well. Bailey is
1: two so. names. It's Bailey.
2: <laughs> or it's Bailey.
1: It's Remember, Bailey. There actually, you go. Yeah, yeah. 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 From San Jose, California. It's Bailey. Uh, yeah. So Apollo, it, it just struck, it, it struck me odd because, you know, obviously the reasoning of Vince that's out there, but uh, just take away the O'Neill. who cares. I mean, if you're, if you're going to be obviously who cares on the Apollo's last name, just do them both change them because that's what we're getting now. It looks like Titus and Apollo, you know, by virtue of their win on Monday are just Number one contenders for the tag team titles. All of a sudden they're just in there. Why? Yeah, because nobody, everyone nobody, else is busy.
2: No, yeah. Nobody buys it. They're going to win the title. Well, everyone so else is busy.
1: Them, I know that's what happens when you have six women in one match and you have seven men in another match and you only have a single brand pay-per-view. It's going to be a different landscape when they finally combine these pay-per-views. Cause that's what's coming. They're combining the pay-per-views. We have elimination chamber to talk about um we may get into some of the fast lane stuff uh get into the the third hour of raw which was the if you want to say the the uh rest of raw because the first two hours was one deal there that big gauntlet match um so we have a lot to get to today
2: as a presentation did you like this raw
1: yeah i like this raw yeah i I I really liked i liked
2: the i liked the inset promos backstage after people lost i like that it didn't start with a you know, with, with with the formatted fifteen minute promo mm-hmm. running down the card, I thought I thought it was clever. I thought it was I thought it was it really was, really kind
1: of cool. It was clever, and we weren't suspecting a thing. I mean, mm-hmm. we did not anticipate any of that coming, and it just, uh, hey, they're starting off with the gauntlet match. Hey, it's two hours later. We were enthralled by the Seth Rollins story. Uh, it was all it was all coming together. Speaking of coming together, I wanted to share the excitement about upcoming meals. blue apron we've been talking to you about blue apron for years on shake them ropes and there has never been a better time to try it right now as, as snow is melting away across the country, who wants to go out to the grocery store for two hours in 30-degree weather, okay? Who wants to do that when you can have Blue Apron ingredients sent right to your door, making delicious home-cooked meals, saving some money in the process? Upcoming meals include jalapeno cheeseburgers with carrot fries, lumaca regatta pasta with capers and garlic bread, and the one I'm personally excited for, this is going to be coming to my house, chicken tetrazzini with mushrooms. Whether it's a meal plan for two, whether it's a meal plan for the entire family, Blue Apron has you covered. They are the leading meal kit delivery service in the U.S. And While many people know what they do, you may not know exactly the types of meals you can eat and cook with Blue Apron. Like strip steaks with potatoes and spicy maple collard greens. A steakhouse-inspired favorite with a delicious twist. Chili-infused maple syrup. With incredible ingredients and chef-designed recipes, Blue Apron lets you see what the power of food can do for you. Right now, Blue Apron is treating Shake Them Ropes listeners to $30 off your first order. If you visit blueapron.com slash shake, that's blueapron.com slash shake. So check out this week's menu. Check out the chicken tetrazzini you can try. And get your $30 off at BlueApron.com slash Shake Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Jeff, we have Elimination Chamber uh, Mm -hmm. to talk about. It is coming up this Sunday. Uh, Now, a behind-the-scenes show announcement. We will not have any type of show next week featuring myself and Jeff. We will, however, I believe.
2: Substitute teacher is coming in.
1: There you go. That's right. We are going to have a Shake Them Ropes next week. It is going to be Jeff Hawkins with, uh, can we announce your co-host?
2: Yes, he's been on before.
1: All right. Jeff Hawkins with the returning Chris Novembrino will Mm -hmm. be hosting Shake Them Ropes next week to talk about the fallout of Elimination Chamber and the road to Fastlane. I know you're both just thrilled to talk more SmackDown television.
2: Well, unlike you, he's actually hyped to watch everything and make sure that he has notes and stuff. Oh. So it'll be a, it'll be a fun time.
1: I was excited to watch that Raw last night. I have not been in, <laughs> enthralled by SmackDown lately.
2: Oh, SmackDown was dreadful.
1: It's been it dreadful. Was
2: absolutely dreadful. More and more for excited. So many to, reasons. Yeah,
1: more and more excited to talk about NXT. More and more excited about t- talking about 205 Live because those shows are really coming in together. And you got the road to WrestleMania where both shows have a purpose. You have to get to uh, the road to takeover at WrestleMania weekend. You have the cruiserweight championship match and a cruiserweight tournament. And Drake Maverick has been a revelation. Uh, There is a lot of good stuff happening on the one hour shows that WWE is putting together. So good for that. But they will, uh, Jeff and Chris will be next week because I am going on my honeymoon, sir. So I am, uh, I am out of here next week. I will return what the uh, second full or the first full week of March, which I believe will end up being our fast lane preview show as we really get into the heart of WrestleMania. Cause Jeff WrestleMania is coming up quick.
2: True. You're going to Vegas for your honeymoon, correct?
1: No, we are going to Mexico. Oh yes. It is my first time out of the country in earnest. <laughs> so I am. Yes. <laughs> uh, are you going to a resort? We are going to an undisclosed location. Uh, Yes. uh, A resort where I am going to eat and eat and eat and I'm going to come back 280 pounds.
2: Don't leave the resort. And that's my tip for you.
1: Yes, I don't want to. Uh, She's like, oh, we got to go to these places and this taco stand and we great food everywhere. And I'm like, man, I just want to stay around. I mean, it's gonna be 75 degrees. There's a pool. I don't want to do anything. I'll tell you a story off air. You'll tell me a story off air. I'll tease the people. <laughs> the story gonna involve you, like ending up in Thailand or something. Were you taken? Mexican whorehouse. Was taken based on Jeff Hawkins' life. No. No. Okay. What about Taken Two?
2: Electric Boogaloo. Yes.
1: Hmm. Mm. And then Taken mm. Three. Of course, everyone knows the story there. <laughs> Jeff and Hawkins then, and, gets his revenge. And then every other. And then every other Liam Neeson movie after that. Let's get to. Let's get to the grips. Elimination Chamber 2018. Um, We can talk about it. I don't think it's official yet. Um, Titus O'Neil Apollo versus Cesaro and Sheamus for the tag team championships. Is this match going to happen?
2: Yes, and it will probably happen on the pre-show.
1: Well, what else can fill this main show? Because right now we have the two elimination chamber matches. We have.
2: Before we get into that, we have to bring this up. This is the last, I believe,
1: the second to last.
2: Well, but for Raw, it's the last.
1: It is the last Raw-only pay-per-view, yes. Yes. Now,
2: what do you you think of that?
1: Yeah, well, WWE officially announced that, yes, after WrestleMania, starting with what I believe is Backlash, uh, it is going to be dual-branded pay-per-views from here on out. And I think quality of the card-wise, it's going to be better. You're going to have more important matches. You're going to get all the big names on one show. It'll help certainly attendance because you're going to get AJ Styles, John Cena, Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, all these guys on one show instead of, you know, hey, half of WWE will be here. And the other half is somewhere else on a house show on pay-per-view night. Uh, So I think for the fans, it's better. I think for the pay-per-views, it's better. Obviously, you're not going to be seeing Apollo on pay-per-views anymore. I mean, you're not going to get these – you're not going to see Woke and Matt Hardy on pay-per-views anymore. The guys who are only making these dual – these solo-branded shows because they're the extras aren't going to be on the pay-per-view shows anymore except once in a while in pre-show matches. It's going to be just the big names.
2: Yeah, and I think it's – I think it's only going to exacerbate the lazy tendencies in the writing in that only the A stories will matter because we don't need to build up these B and C stories, which they weren't doing a terribly good job of to begin with. So I, that that's my real problem with it because I think it's the beginning of the end of the brand split because that's generally how the, these things go. And then we'll start having to, in order to plug all the big names on, on, on the pay-per-view, we'll start having, quote-unquote, raw super shows where SmackDown people start showing up all of a sudden to build their programs on the, quote-unquote, A show. Yeah. And we've been down this road before when really the cure for all this is just to, and this isn't a knock at creative, the writers, it's a knock at creative, the leader, to write better programs for your non main event talent. And that's my fear is that guys who are really moving up here and doing good stuff, like the tag team division on SmackDown are going to get lost here.
1: It's an interesting, it's been an interesting year for WWE. The stock is at a year long high, you know, ever since the brand split, the stock has never been higher. Uh, you have, you're doing okay. Okay. Ratings-wise, I mean, the ratings for SmackDown are down, but the ratings for Raw have pretty much remained steady with only half of the roster. There, there doesn't seem to really be a business reason to combine the regular TV crews at this point. In fact, there might be even a harm to the business because now you have this giant roster and you're not going to end up using everybody on, on a three-hour Raw or a two-hour SmackDown. I mean, right now, Rusev can barely get on the SmackDown show as it is. Imagine if you also had the Shield guys and Cesaro and and Sheamus on that show. Imagine if you had all these people on the show. There's a lot of people who aren't going to be working on TV and all these NXT call-ups. You know, the NXT call-ups will stop because there's not enough room for everybody. Uh, And then you have a year and a half from now or two years from now, the renewal of the TV deal situation. Could WWE maybe the last minute put the brands back together? You see a little bit of a rating spike, and all of a sudden they increase their value. Uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen with what they want to do, but I don't really see any business reasons at the moment to combine the brands. Yeah. So it would have and to be that... it would have to be a whim on Vince McMahon. Let me ask you this, Jeff: Do you think if Triple H were in charge, would Triple H be a fan of the brand split? I
2: think Triple H would diversify the product a little bit more. I think he would be a fan of the brand split because I think he likes employing wrestlers. I, I do. I, I don't think he has such an aversion to, or, you know, the subconscious dislike of wrestling that, that Vince does. Now, do I, do I think he, he'd be more effective? I don't know that, but I think he'd, I think he'd differentiate a bit between the two brands. I think he'd have, two writing staffs that were separate and really just hunkering down on their thing as opposed to trying to please him as a showrunner per se. Um, But I, I mean, but that's just, you know, kind of knowing people who have been in and out of the system and things like that and the grind um, of it. I, I, I just, I think he'd be more open to creative people than Vince McMahon is in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I wonder what he would do. Like, if he were actually in charge, do you keep the two separate brands? Because you see with 205 205 Live right now, like he's bringing in the guys from NXT. He obviously realizes mm -hmm. that you need a little bit more star power. If he's running a two-hour SmackDown or a three-hour Raw, does he say to himself, hey, we need a little bit more star power here. You know where I can find some? Oh, the other brand I own. Let's bring AJ in. Let's bring Randy Orton in.
2: Yeah, but um, I also know that i don't i don't know how much he he'd be upset if somehow he went against Vince's quote unquote vision of what the product should be and displeased his wife and that's i that's a factor happy wife happy life she's been head of creative for WWE before so you know there's just too many x factors to really in, intelligently speculate for me
1: yeah, I, I, it could go either way. I was just thinking, like, what would Triple H do? This guy, this guy, like, brand split. Oh, geez, not another one of these. Because he lived through it also. I mean, he was he was one of those guys. He was on SmackDown for a short period of time. You know, he was obviously a big stalwart on Raw. But he lived through the brand split. I wonder if he at least brings that little perspective into there. Like, uh, hey, as a as a wrestler, I'd much rather work Raw and SmackDown versus a Raw TV and then another extra house show. Like those TV paychecks versus the house show jobs. I don't know. I don't know what he would do if he were in charge. We may not be. uh, I say we may not be that far away from seeing what he would do, but Vince is going to live another 15 years. Let's be real. Mm -hmm. Be real. He's reckless speculation time. He's sucking down some of those age relievers. Like he's going to be 105 years old. There's some magic pill he's taken. that's just going to keep him going. He'll be as sharp as ever. And he'll be pushing Mandy Rose as the main event of WrestleMania.
2: He'll have his brain in a jar or something like
1: that. Wherever his brain may be, it'll be working and it'll be booking wrestling shows. Mm-hmm. That's what he does. Uh, so uh, obviously that conversation started by picking a winner for the Titus and Apollo <laughs> match. Uh,
2: it will be uh, It will be the bar.
1: ATA. Apollo. T- no, that doesn't work. Hmm.
2: Just you're not picking them to win. So move Hmm. on.
1: No, I'm not. Uh, Cesaro. Well, (laughs) you never know what's going to happen at WrestleMania. Are we going to get a Cesaro and Sheamus tag team title defense? Or are we going to get a four tag team like Schmaz, like a a four corners tag team match at WrestleMania? Oh, you're getting
2: you're getting the Schmaz with the bar. You're getting the bar. You're getting Titus. You're getting the revival. And you're probably getting
1: the good brothers. All right. Well, if we're getting that, then you know what? Titus and Apollo getting the win. Okay. You know what, Apollo? I took your last name. I took it. I snatched it from you. But in place of that, we are going to add a few names. And those names will be Raw Tag Team Champion Apollo. Boom. Now you have so many names, you can't even figure out what to do with them. That's why right. Tag Team Champions, those guys. And then you put the Good Brothers in there. And then you put, uh, uh, who was the other team? Who's the one other team on Raw right now? The Revival. That's right. The Revival. Uh, he's Slater and Rhino. He's Slater and Rhino. Do they have a spot at WrestleMania? Do they get on the card? No, nah, they're in the Battle Royal. All right, the Battle Royal. That's everyone's easy out. The Battle Royal. Uh, does Big Show make his return for that Battle Royal? Yes. All right. Does Big Show win his last Will ever WWE get match? get to the Elimination <laughs> Chamber, please? Here's the Jeez. thing. Here's the thing about this show, Jeff. There's only four matches. Okay. It, we can't really burn through Elimination Chamber because there's nothing else. There's four matches on this show.
2: We can get to NXT and 205 and talk about things.
1: One of these matches on this show. Yes, that's <laughs> right, Jeff. We are getting it again. It is Woken Matt Hardy versus Bray Wyatt in just a plain old-fashioned singles match.
2: Bray Wyatt's a liar. Matt Hardy's a liar. Let's have a feud. Nah. <laughs> will
1: Will Jeff Hardy return? Will Jeff Hardy return? Who's, whose side will he be on? Ooh.
2: this is going to have a schmoz ending.
1: Well, there's gotta be something going on.
2: Yeah. There, there's going to be some sort of magic or ex or small child appear or an exploding monitor or maggots on the canvas. There's something Bray Wyatty That's going to happen. You bring and up yes, a good I point. Use Bray Wyatty As an adjective. You
1: did. You bring up a good point though. Like all those things have actually happened. Like what, what else is there for Bray to do? He's done it all. He's had the small child appear. He's had the exploding television. Uh, he almost had the sister Abigail match, but of course he had uh, he had like the flu or something, so couldn't couldn't complete that one. Yeah, there's unfinished business here with Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt somehow because Matt Hardy's failed at every chance to delete Bray Wyatt. Uh, so will Matt Hardy bring in Broken Jeff to finally delete Bray Wyatt, and then will Bray Wyatt have to bring in somebody? And who's he gonna bring in? Ooh, with the end of the brand split, Jeff, we might see a reunification. Of Bray, Harper, and Rowan. Could it be the third or maybe it's the fourth incarnation of the Wyatt family?
2: Not not yet. The br- the bl- brand split still a ways away.
1: How many, how many pay-per-views do you think it takes? Over-under here. I'll put the over-under really on like two and a half. How many pay-per-views does it take for that backstage segment featuring Bray Wyatt, Luke, Harper, and Rowan? Where they just somehow meet each other in the hallway and you have that... Uh, you know, like, like they did with Finn Balor and the Good Brothers a year and a half ago or so when they were in backstage and the crowd's like, oh, my God, it's them. It's them on the same screen again. How many pay-per-views does it take?
2: It'll happen at SummerSlam.
1: I think it happens at Backlash. <laughs> yeah, okay. happens it's on the very first night. And I bet neither of them have a match. None of, they're just backstage wandering around. Bray Wyatt's trying to figure out what to eat. Luke Harper's trying to figure out what to eat. Rowan's trying to figure out why he's employed. And they just meet up takes one pay-per-view for him and that'll be one of those genius road dog ideas you know it'll happen um Bray Wyatt woke, woke and Matt Hardy the winner will be uh Bray Wyatt all right i'm i'm going woken matt i think woken matt brings back either jeff or some other hey, what is bray wyatt going to win every single match in this program and woken and matt just does nothing for the rest of his life until jeff returns
2: he... yes all right that's exactly the plan i think cuz they're not doing these Films I thought they might be doing.
1: All right. Well, hey, would that mean that I was right all along? Because no. is Woken Matt Hardy really here if he just has one feud on you're WWE only allowed, TV?
2: You're only allowed one victory lap a show, mm-hmm. and you got yours for declaring that because, as noted, you called Jeff Jarrett in the WWE Hall I of Fame. I did.
1: Game. I did. If uh, fans of this show will remember, what, like two or three months ago?
2: I expected that to be the open. I thought you're gonna have that ready mm. and clipped at, to go.
1: I don't remember what exact episode it was on. I have to. I guess I have to figure out when did Jeff Jarrett go to rehab, and then the shake Them ropes that week, uh, because in a, rec- a, a reckless speculation segment, we did see this as the start of the uh, reunification of Jeff Jarrett with WWE, and that he'd Has be, to be going in the, the, of the year
2: then. Beginning of the year was reckless speculation week.
1: Yeah, whenever uh, whenever that happened, uh, we will we will go back if I can find it. It'll be an open because Jeff Jarrett is going into the WWE Hall of Fame. Oscar uh, Nia Jax. If Nia wins, she is added to the women's championship match at WrestleMania 34. If Oscar wins, we may finally figure out who exactly she's going to challenge because Kurt Angle believes it's the Raw Women's Champion but Asuka certainly hasn't said anything yet with that. Uh, Asuka, Nia Jax, I understand, Jeff, that part of talking about this match may bleed into the Women's Championship Elimination Chamber, but what do you got for me on Asuka and Nia Jax?
2: Asuka may not have said much about her match, but boy, (laughs) that, that promo on Monday was one of the worst ideas for Asuka as a performer that you could come up with. Have her talk in Japanese and have someone translate. Just just stop this need to make her look bad by trying to enunciate words and remember a script she really can't. I I man, I, I was angry at that promo. I, yeah. I was, because I mean I understand the setup for Naya, which was fine, but you know, you could see she was having trouble, and they're not gonna let the announcer kind of, you know, riff on it who's in the ring and help her out, even though that's really her job is to do that. And that's always been kind of the improv scene quality of these types of Mm -hmm. things. And it's just, I, the,
1: the uh, main, the main problem with that though, on that point is if the idea is to present Oscar in the best possible light. Yes. I mean, not having her, not having her set up for failure there because the failure isn't that, you know, she was doing the best she could. You know, she's not a native English speaker, and she was going out there trying to recite paragraphs in English. The problem was the crowd's reaction to it. And you have to understand what your audience is. And a WWE audience is usually not going to respond well to meandering long promos, and especially ones where they may not actually understand what's being said. So the problem is setting her up for failure to the WWE audience. Have a couple of lines, let her let her speak quickly in Japanese menacing, maybe give the final line in English so the fans get the gist of what she's trying to say and what she's really going out there for and then have Nia Jax do her little run in. But uh, sending her out there and her, you know, stopping in the middle of a sentence because she's not really sure how to finish her sentence doesn't put her in the best possible light. And right now, especially if Asuka is going to be in a very important match at WrestleMania, you need to be putting her in the best possible light at all times.
2: Yeah, no, you, you nailed it right on the head. It is is that's all that was needed, and this crowd was wotting her. Yeah. That's not good.
1: It was especially just going on given, too long.
2: Especially given the pops she's been getting. That that's the sign of things turning, and mm-hmm. I don't like that. Me no like. Uh so who wins? Asuka. Asuka kills her. I, I don't
1: think. yeah, I don't believe the Asuka losing streak is happening right now and you can you can set anyone up you want for the Raw Women's Championship match. At this point, likely? Yes. It is Asuka versus whoever wins the Chamber. Asuka will go for the Raw belt. But I still like your idea. I still like the swerve there that you can give that Asuka the next night on Raw after beating Nia Jax and they and Kurt Angle comes out and we'll have a contract signing for the winner of the Chamber versus Asuka. Asuka you're you're getting this title shot at WrestleMania and then she just stops him and says I want Charlotte. That's all she has to say. I want Charlotte. You know, the yeah. SmackDown Women's Champion. And that throws a so, whole new wrinkle on the SmackDown side too cuz you have Fastlane. Now Fastlane becomes Charlotte versus Ruby Riot for the right to defend the title against Asuka. Uh
2: I will talk about that in a moment. Um but see okay, how much hope do you or how much of a percentage do you see them not pinning Asuka but some sort of count out? Or she gets DQ'd and then and then Naya ends up in the match and then maybe Asuka's so angry at that that she goes after Charlotte, but just, just on its, on just to isolate it that Naya ends up in a triple threat.
1: I I don't see it. E- even if they do the Asuka staying on Raw, I think Asuka gets the victory. Because whatever Asuka's going to do at WrestleMania, you have you want to be showing four weeks of her beating up Nia Jax and saying Alexa Bliss has no shot or Sasha Banks has no shot. Like it's Asuka going for the title against someone who has no shot.
2: Now, to get to your other point, just because I don't think we're going to spend too much time on SmackDown. We're not going to spend any time on SmackDown. I'm I'm doing this short abbreviated thing. So let me get this straight. Yep. You're now you're building to Ruby versus Charlotte, after you've already knocked out Becky, knocked out Naomi, had everybody in this six person thing get beat oh, a, a couple times, mm-hmm. and so now you're gonna start. Now you're gonna find a story somewhere in here where you're building up to the big match between Ruby and Charlotte.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Nice planning, guys. Really nice.
1: And you know yeah. who's gonna walk out of that pay per view as the champion? It's gonna be Carmella.
2: <laughs> I. You know, I keep saying that, but they never do it. So I don't know.
1: She is running out of time, though. I mean, she is running out of time. We have the next Money in the Bank match, I think, in June. Mm
0: -hmm. Either
1: June or July. I thought they may have moved it up with this whole scheduling. I'm not uh, offhand. I don't remember. But it's either June or July. They're running out of time for Carmella to, uh, to run in and cash in. I'm expecting a
2: Wrestle. I'm expecting a WrestleMania cash in, to yeah. be honest.
1: And and we could very well see that. We could very well see that, but there's a lot of intrigue in the women's division. They can do some really cool things. It does not have to be cookie cutter. It does not have to be, Oh, Oscar wins. And she challenges whoever the raw women's champion is Charlotte wins. And she gets challenged by Becky. Who saw that? Who saw that coming? Becky Lynch is going after her friend because she wants the title that badly. Um, Becky and Charlotte, not a bad story if they want to do it. I'm just saying it's uh they they could change it up a little bit and do some really cool matches because honestly, Asuka and Charlotte is a really good match. Charlotte, one of already at this point, one of the greatest women's champions in WWE uh, going up against Asuka who has the undefeated streak. That's a big match. On the roster She needs side. something to do.
2: She needs something to do on this on this SmackDown roster because she's yeah.
1: mm-hmm.
2: not a great babyface per se. Right. She's still a great wrestler, but she's not a great baby face. So yeah. and she needs someone of an equal talent to go after because nobody
1: buys that she's ever gonna lose. And that's one match we really didn't get in NXT was Asuka mm-hmm. and Charlotte. Yeah. You know, by that time Charlotte was already gone. Sasha Banks stayed for the end of that program, then it was Bailey. Uh, we didn't get Charlotte and This would be one of those first time, if you want to call it a dream match, go for it at WrestleMania for the SmackDown title. And on the Raw side, if Ronda is not going to be in a big Triple H Stephanie McMahon tag team match, you can always put her in the women's title division. Otherwise, you still have the story of Sasha Banks, Bayley, Nia Jax, and, uh, and Alexa Bliss, Mickie James. You have a lot of different ways you can go in there and, and yep. fill out a card. So
2: I'll tell you something, though. this uh, This match... There's a lot riding on Nia Jax's performance mm-hmm. in this match, in my opinion. I think she really, I, I know, you know, <laughs> you know every match on, on these stages are big, but in a one-on-one match for the championship, really her first big solo performance on a pay-per-view, I would think, if, that I can remember, other than an NXT takeover. Because she's been in these four ways where, you know, she was against people. She's been in all these multi-woman matches, but never really in a one-on-one big title type of program yet. So I, I think there's a lot of pressure uh, for her to perform, and mm-hmm. uh, hopefully yeah. she lives up to the moment.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting, too, because the Asuka-Naya Jax match, I don't see, even if Naya Jax wins, a scenario where this match gives away who's winning the Raw Women's Championship chamber. Is there no. any scenario where it gives it away?
2: I, you know what I, there, there's the notion that somehow Alexa doesn't want Nia in this match, and and ends up costing her the match. I don't see it. I see this match being a lot like the Nia Bailey match in NXT, where where Oscar gives Nia quite a bit of offense before finally getting some sort of choke or submission on her.
1: The Elimination Chamber for the Raw Women's Championship. In theory, the winner of this goes on to WrestleMania to also defend against Asuka, possibly Asuka and Naya. They'll they'll know, in a way, once they enter that chamber if it's going to be both or Asuka, but they can't focus on that. They have to focus on that match. They have to focus on winning the championship from Alexa Bliss. The story going into this one is you've had the pairings. You have three different pairings going into this match, you have Sasha and Bailey. You have Alexa and Mickey and you have Mandy and Sonya Deville. And really the only one right now that seems not to be super on the same page is Bailey and Sasha because Mickey and Alexa were looking pretty chummy at the end of raw.
2: Yeah. And all three of these partnerships will turn on each other. If this all remains three the... of
1: them. Yes. Do you, do you actually see? So, Cause that's the only one I don't see happening at the chamber is Mandy Rose and Sonya going at it. I think they find a way, even if they're the only two in the ring at one time, I see them finding a way not to battle each other.
2: I think that's the story. That's going to be the story is that those two team up, but eventually there's going to be a moment where say Mandy can take advantage and roll up for a pin. I I do. I think all three eventually take advantage and go, this is competition. But again, if Oscar and Nia Jax goes on before the chamber, Nia Jax is finding a way in this and taking one of those women out, I think.
1: Okay. I, and you bring up a good point there, too. Could the women's chamber open up the show and maybe Asuka and Nia does come after that match? And then yes. and then they won't be going into the chamber knowing what they're doing, but Nia and Asuka will know what they're going to do. So, yeah, because um, the Elimination Chamber match with the men seems like the main event. I mean, really going in there. They gave this two-hour segment of Raw to this match. You have who's going to face Brock Lesnar. It is the main event match of WrestleMania that the winner of this is going to be in. Zero uh, percent chance that the women's match goes on last this time, right?
2: Um, I would put it at 10, but uh, especially because a lot of the show is focused around the signing of Ronda Rousey. Yeah. I, th- I think the, this may be one of these Uh, pro women type of cards where you do put it on last. But since they put the rumble on last, I I don't think they're going to do it.
1: I I think you're headed into WrestleMania where Brock Lesnar's match will be last. The world title match will be last. And unless somehow John Cena and Undertaker does happen, uh, because I could easily see that one going on last as well. Uh, Brock Lesnar's match will go on last. Asuka's match isn't going on last. Ronda's match isn't going on last. And Charlotte's match is not going on last. So you're headed into WrestleMania, the men's chamber match will main event this show. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you did have the women's match. Uh, you know, the women's elimination chamber match has a lot of excitement going on here. You have a lot of intrigue in this one. What's going to happen with the women's title? It's OK if that one goes on first. i I'm. Are you worried at all that if it does go on first, there's going to be a lot of the folks out there, a lot of the uh, the straw men doing Oh my gosh, you've ruined all the goodwill. It's going on first. Why are they opening up the show? You main evented Royal Rumble, and now you immediately go backwards. Any any yes. chance of that?
2: Yes, quite a bit of chance. I could see them doing Rusev Day chants during the uh, women's elimination Rusev chamber Day. they put on the men's, you know, because that's the new CM Punk chant, mm-hmm. pretty much. So I could see them doing that. I could see a bunch of smarky 20-something, early 30-something guys who just decide to rebel a bit and start, uh, start trouble. I could see that.
1: All right. Alrighty. Uh, the, uh, the winner of the women's championship elimination match will be, it will be Alexa bliss.
2: I think they're going to end up, uh, getting Bailey out because of this shoulder injury. Um, that's going to be the story there. Someone's going to take advantage of that. I think, like I said, I think all three partnerships, if this stays somehow, get a move on each other. Some of them, I think the Bailey, Sasha one won't be a heel turn. I think it'll just be a sportsmanship type of thing where, aha, you got me at some point, but you know what? It's every person for themselves. Alexa and Mickey will definitely dissolve. And, uh, I think the story will be, Oh, look how well absolution is working together right now.
1: I believe Alexa will win. I think if you do Oscar versus Alexa, That is a cool match to do Alexa, who who will find some way to chicken out a victory on this show Um, could very well see Mandy Rose and Sonya make it to make it to the end. You have Mickey James and Alexa in there, whatever happens with Bailey and Sasha and Mickey James finds a way to eliminate both of absolution. And then Alexa just goes in to uh, to take out her friend unsuspectingly. Mm Um, mm-hmm. and you have Alexa bliss winning that match. Uh, and how I do... many
2: elimination, how many, let's do a prop bet mm-hmm. over yeah, sure. under mm-hmm. on, over under on, let's see, uh, over under 0. 0.5 number of pins or eliminations that Mandy Rose gets over.
1: Yes, because I, I believe... was thinking of making
2: that one, 1. 1.5 and that would be a bit harder. How about 1.5 then
1: under, I think she gets one. Okay, It could be over if you want Mandy Rose to be there at the end. Uh, I will go under on that. I think she gets one elimination, and she may very well el- eliminate both Sasha and Bayley. Um Someone's got to do it. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is going to be a free-for-all. I mean, who knows what's going to happen in this match? I think Asuka's going to win, or excuse me, Alexa will win. But I wouldn't be surprised uh, if Sasha wins. I wouldn't. Be- yeah, that's probably the only two. Alexa and Sasha are probably the only two. I give a shot to really Absolution isn't ready for one of their one of their members to be a single star WrestleMania pay-per-view main event women's championship match. It's got to be Alexa or it's got to be Sasha. That's it. And then Sasha could very easily defend against Bailey. Maybe they built that storyline all the way up again for a WrestleMania match. If Asuka does indeed go for the SmackDown. There's a lot of what ifs here. There's a lot of what ifs. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of listeners out there. You're all screaming like, "Man, we know there's a lot of what ifs." Just tell I us. Just... Tell us it's going to be Alexa versus Asuka.
2: <laughs> I just don't. I don't see them spending all this time on Nia and Alexa all year, only to then push cool them off to put them in a multi-person or a pre-show match. Sure. Yep. I, I think. I think. I think Bailey and Sasha probably get the res- the honor. Of having a really good long match on the pre-show or early in the card on Mania.
1: Now here was your reasoning for having a gauntlet match on okay. raw is to okay. tire Seth Rollins out to build him up as a sympathetic <laughs> babyface. But this guy's getting out of this chamber match. Uh, you know, he'll probably start right. I mean, Seth Rollins is going to be one of the first three guys in there. He's going to go a while, but eventually he's just going to be too tired from his raw performance and he will be eliminated. Don't know by who Finn Balor. Maybe, maybe that's a match you do at WrestleMania is Finn Balor and Seth Rollins, the rematch, even though it's not for a title. Uh, that is the reason you do it to get Seth Rollins out of there. Jeff Hawkins, the seven man Mm -hmm. elimination chamber match for the universal title shot at WrestleMania 34 is going to be what?
2: Roman Reigns is going to win this. Um, (laughs)
1: <laughs> Is it going to be memorable? Is it going to be outstanding? No. Is Braun Strowman going to have the performance of a lifetime again? Is Elias going to sing his way to the WrestleMania main event?
2: Much like the gauntlet match, it's going to ebb and flow. And hmm, I think they're going to be flow. some, uh, there's going to be some really cool stuff in here. And I think there's going to be some really not so cool stuff in here. I think Seth gets eliminated by either Miz or Elias.
1: Okay. Uh, just to give them heel heat here. Um, who who has the most eliminations in this match? Roman, Miz or Braun? Because it's one of those Braun, three. Braun. All right. You're Braun, going with the easy guess.
2: No, the easy guess is Roman. Is it? Yeah.
1: I don't know if the easy guess is Roman eliminates everybody. I think the easy guess is Roman wins and somehow only manages to eliminate one person. And that's Braun Strowman.
2: Well, that's what I'm thinking, but I don't think that's the easy choice. The easy choice is to make Roman the strongest guy in here.
1: Percent chance that somehow Vince changes his mind to go from Roman and Brock to someone else. 20. 20%. Really? 20% chance, and that would have to be Braun, right?
2: Um, No, it could be Braun, Seth, or Cena.
1: Ooh. Uh, ooh. Ah, ooh. Mm-hmm, ah. Ooh. 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 I don't know about that one, sir. I don't know about that one. One damn bit. Um, Well, that's
2: that's six point something percent each, so.
1: (laughs) Nope. I I think Roman is clearly doing it. I I think Roman and Brock Lesnar is the story here. And what an out they have. If you are going to do John Cena and Undertaker, you can have Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns go out there as not the last match on the show. Do what Brock versus Goldberg did have a repeat of their previous WrestleMania main event when it was the best match on that show. Let Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns go out there. Roman Reigns wins the championship. It's not closing the show. People still have John Cena and Undertaker to look forward to. You have your happy ending at the end of WrestleMania, and you don't get this blowback with Roman Reigns winning the championship. I think Roman Reigns gets his moment. He wins this chamber match. John Cena has to question what he's going to do at WrestleMania because he he theoretically has no alleys anymore to a WrestleMania match. You have a lot of stories coming out of this one. I, I think Roman Reigns winning here and not being the last match at WrestleMania is not only the best way to go, but it, I think it's the way they're going.
2: I think you're absolutely drunk if you think drunk. that Undertaker. That Undertaker is going to be the last match on this WrestleMania. Show.
1: Drunk? Yeah, but against John Cena, you do a little John Cena career versus uh, career match. This is the real end of Undertaker because the only re- way he's coming back is to retire John Cena, and the only way John Cena gets a match is to accept that challenge from Undertaker. Yeah, Undertaker's coming to collect John Cena's soul. That's your match, career versus career. Mainstream actor you... media star John Cena versus The Undertaker. Okay, and that's your main event because, God damn it, that's a big main event.
2: <laughs> I don't think that's the main event. God damn it, I, I that's, really that's the I, biggest I, main event you got. Thing if you're if you're coronating Roman, he's the la- he's that that's the last match.
1: I don't think you're coronating that, Roman. I don't think you you're have coronating to coronating Roman. You coronated Roman three years ago. Roman's coronated. Right, he's the years. top it's...
2: star on Raw. Time again. It's time you know, again
1: to try to try what you don't need to. He's already been coronated. Why are you coronating him again? Winning a championship at a WrestleMania is not a coronation. You know, many goddamn times John Cena won a title at WrestleMania. He's not coronated every fucking time. Why Roman Reigns tuss- is here, guys. Roman Reigns watch, is here to stay. Watch your language. I'm fragile. I'm just
0: very upset that Jeff Jarrett hasn't responded yet. <laughs> here it comes again. Lunch.